Hello, my friends. I am Matt Williamson. This is the Locked On NFL Podcast. How is everyone this wonderful Friday? Hope everyone has a great weekend upcoming. Have a blast. Weather's great. Going to my buddy's river house tomorrow. Kind of excited about that. Taking the fam, doing some boating and whatnot. Good stuff. Uh, Today, I promised you we have two more divisions to do. We have both Wests, so let's talk about West, baby. Uh, Don't ever let me say again. Um, This is the AFC West, and we are going to predict over-under win totals. Finish out that series with the two Wests. We'll do the uh, NFC West sometime next week. Um, Okay, as I always state, the AFC West, six of their games are playing division opponents. That is the same case for all the divisions. Okay, the AFC West plays the AFC North, which, besides the Steelers, all three of those teams look improved, you know, but they kind of had nowhere to go but up, especially Cleveland. And they have the NFC West, where I think Seattle's going backwards. I think San Francisco's going forward. The Rams are still really good. I'm not exactly sure what to think about Arizona, but I think the Chargers are a better team than Arizona. So that's not all that bad. You know, so it's, all in all, the schedules here aren't that nasty. I mean, AFC North, NFC West, play within your division. Chargers are first. Their variable games aren't real bad either. Buffalo and Tennessee. You remember, they didn't win the division last year. I picked them to win the division. I believe they should have won the division. I thought they were the best team in the division. I think they played the best football in the division from start to finish. They just couldn't win. And in a way, this team's a little snake bit. And we already see that with Hunter Henry injury and really a difficult team to count on. And there is something to a winning culture and, you know, all those things. But their over-under win total is nine. I had mentioned I do my strength of schedule stuff through Warren Sharp's metrics, and they have the third easiest schedule in the league, which is pretty nice. And really, when you look at the schedule, all 16 games, the only two, quote, powerhouses or high-end teams or easy, you know, like most people will pick to go to the, the playoffs on the schedule for the Chargers are the Rams and Steelers. They could win both those. You know, I mean, who knows? But, you know, again, easy schedule. There are some things working against them. Just mojo and a hard team to bank on. I know that I don't believe in those things, but history's sort of, sort of shown us there with the Chargers. They probably have the worst home field advantage in the entire league. You know, I mean, there's going to be games where the opponent has the home field advantage, even though it's at, you know, at the, uh, the chargers, you know, like, you know, so that's no good. Um, but it's a really talented team. I thought Derwin James falling to them in the first round was an utter gift. And it wasn't even a position they needed. It dies a good player, but they're going to play a lot of five defensive backs. As we talked about a couple of podcasts ago, talking about defensive personnel and I thought he was the best defensive player in the draft. Get him at 16? I mean, that is gold. I think Rivers is playing extremely well. I think the offensive line has a chance to actually be good. The Hunter Henry injury is substantial for sure. But I think Mike Williams might be a pretty darn good player. Remember, I mean, he's basically a top what six pick in the draft. I think you know Gordon should have a really good year. Mostly based off volume, but I, I've seen a lot of fantasy people predicting him having a big year, and I can see why. 
Defense is quite good. Bosa, Ingram. Again, schedule's really, really favorable. If they don't shoot themselves in the foot or get demolished by injuries and actually figure out the kicker situation, unlike like next year, I absolutely could see this team winning 12, 13 games. Over-under is only nine. Needless to say, I am going to go over. But, you know, pretty confidently, to be, to be honest. I mean, I haven't said very much bad about them, except for they're a hard team to trust, and they have some injuries, and their home field advantage is really bad. So, this is a winning football team to me, and it gets at least nine wins. Okay, next up, we have the Chiefs, who won the division. Their over-under total is just a half game different than the Chargers, eight and a half. But the fifth toughest schedule in the league. It's kind of amazing. You know, just by Warren's metrics, these teams were very comparable last year, and one is the third easiest, one is the fifth toughest. Well, their variable games for finishing first, thank you so much, are New England and Jacksonville. Ouch. But they've had a winning record every year under Andy Reid, which is pretty darn impressive. And I think that he is a very underrated coach. I mean, obviously his offensive acumen is really well known. But, you know, speaking of schedule, you know, their variable games, again, are Jacksonville and New England. And they play in back-to-back weeks. Mahomes takes over, but he has to start his career basically as a starter with three of the first four weeks on the road. And unlike the Chargers, I think Kansas City has a substantial home field advantage. And the first two weeks are at the Chargers and I mean they got the start the Chargers and Steelers to start his career off as the starter. Both on the road. Then they have the Niners at home. Then they go to Denver, a really brutal place to play. Then Jacksonville at home. Ouch. At New England. That first six week stretch, that easily could be one in five. You know, then you're climbing up scream. I mean, you got seven and a half more wins you gotta get. You know, so needless to say, I am going to take the under. And I know a lot of people are high on Kansas City, and a lot of people are really high on Mahomes. And I've said this many times. I love him as a prospect. He was my favorite quarterback in the draft last year, right, over Watson, over, all, over Trubisky. I am a Mahomes believer. I was not an Alex Smith believer, but how many times have I said on the podcast, do you really think Mahomes in 2018 is going to play better than Alex Smith did in 2017? It could happen. He's more talented. Again, I love him. But its I don't think it will. I mean, that's a long shot for that to occur. It, it absolutely is. His supporting cast on offense is awesome. You know, Hunt, Sammy, Tyreek, Kelsey. I mean, they're going to put up points. I do believe he's a special young player. And Reed will orchestrate that whole thing extremely well. And there will always be matchups to their liking. And they're going to score a lot of points. I just think he's going to turn the ball over more, you know, than Smith. And there will be more roller coaster-like performances by Mahomes. I mean, his highlight tapes, I think, will be awesome. Speaking of highlights, this is a defense that created a lot of big plays last year. I don't know that that'll keep up. I mean, that's a hard thing to replicate year after year, especially without Marcus Peters, who, to me, is the cornerback in the league that is the best at creating big plays, at baiting quarterbacks, attacking the ball in the air, often from like an off position. So I think this defense has a chance to be bad. You know, so therefore, 
I've said this many times. I think Kansas City is going to be the most entertaining team in the league. You know, tune in on Thursday Night Football when Kansas City's playing, or Monday Night Football, or Sunday Night Football, whatever. And everyone's going to love watching them because it's going to be back and forth like crazy. Mahomes is going to be a blast. There's going to be so much star talent, though, when they have the ball. I think they're going to allow the, the opponent to move the ball pretty easily. And they have some good players, Chris Jones and Justin Houston, those guys. But I just think there's a lot of holes on the defense. I don't think they get to eight and a half wins, especially with that schedule. I mean, I told you their first six games. What if they're one and five? I mean, two and four. All of a sudden, getting to eight and a half is really tough after that. All right, the Raiders with John Gruden. A very strange offseason. Back to the future. Is it, I mean, if this was 2015, I'd be much higher on this team. Over-under win total is eight. Fifth easiest schedule in the league, though. However, the second half of the season is much harder than the beginning. So there's a lot of change here, and they're going to have to come out of the gates hot those first two months. Will they? I don't know. You know, their first two games are against the Rams. They're going to be a dog in that one. You know, it's... It's, they're at home, but I'm sure there'll be plenty of Rams fans there. And then they go to Denver, a really difficult place to play. So if they're 0-2 out of the bat, they got to you know put some things together immediately after because their second-half schedule, as I mentioned, is really difficult. I mean, starting where we got here, week 9, they go to San Francisco, host the Chargers, at Arizona, at Dallas, host the Chiefs, go to or host the Steelers, go to Cincy, Denver at home at KC. So it's not awful, but it's not easy either. I mean, the beginning half of the schedule is much, much easier. I didn't mention their variable games, but their variable games are really nice that they get Miami and Indy. I mean, that's why their schedule is easy. You got to like that. Derek Carr, I very much believe, is a much better player than we saw last year. He needs to be protected, but I don't think he was very healthy either for much of the year. I also think Amari Cooper is a much better player. Do I trust Gruden? I don't know. I mean, it's been so long. And I know he's always liked veterans because he wants mentally strong guys, both from a toughness standpoint and also from an intelligence standpoint, because what he does is not simplistic. You know, I mean, schematically wise, he wants smart dudes. So I get that. But, you know, getting blocking tight ends and Doug Martin and, you know, Running the ball doesn't win you games this year in the league now. The offensive line has a chance to be really good. I mean, I'm not a Colton Miller fan, but he was a first-round pick. And then he drafted another tackle after. The interior is really, really good. So maybe, and, and I still believe in Marshawn Lynch. I still believe in Amari Cooper. You know, Martavis Bryant's a bit of a wild card. I don't have much faith in Jordy Nelson anymore. Defense is highly questionable. I think Conley has a chance to be a star. Mac is obviously a star, and there is some ability throughout this defense. You know, Carl Joseph comes to mind, and Obi Melfamu, and guys like that. They've invested in secondary pieces for sure, um, but I don't think it's you know a top fifteen defense. I'm not sure that it's a top twenty defense, even with Mac. So I am going to take the under here. Um, one other note: their turnover situation last year was awful so you know that they have nowhere to go really but up in that you know turnover ratio situation that's promising you know that's the type of thing that'll probably come back to the mean a little bit and gives you a much better chance to win but i can't say i have faith 
last team, of course, is the Denver Broncos. Their over-under win total is 7. 13th toughest schedule in the league, so it's middle of the road. But if, as AFC schedule goes, that's pretty tough because most of the toughest schedules are NFC teams. But their variable games are the Jets. I mean, I think they're better than the Jets. And Houston, which is a little frightening. Some interesting scheduling things to discuss, though. But first, I mentioned the turnover situation in Oakland. The turnover situation in Denver, only the Browns were worse. So that has to come back. I mean, the quarterback situation alone should make that, you know, a factor. And the defense should create plenty of turnovers, even though Tlaib is gone. Um, do I trust Keenum? I don't know, you know, but I trust him to be better than what they've been playing with. He really did play very well last year. And it wasn't manufactured. It wasn't scheme-based. He did it on his own. It wasn't the mirage. But I also don't know that he's going to value the football, you know, like Alex Smith or Tyrod Taylor, one of these seven guys either. So, they're, I mean, they still can turn the ball over a fair amount. But it won't be as bad. I mean, I'll promise you that. They're not going to be the, as nasty in the turnover department as they were last year. Really hard to win that way. They also were awful on special teams. One of the worst special teams teams in the league. That's bound to at least get to mediocre, I would think. Um, you know, Keenan's weaponry is improved. C.J. Anderson's gone. I don't know how much I trust Booker or Freeman. I don't know that I love either for sure, but at least you have two guys that are probably capable. Line looks in pretty good shape. They got a lot more weapons now for sure, although they're young. So I think the offense does take a step forward, and most of it's based around the quarterback play, of course. Defense loses Tlaib, but they gain Chubb. You know, I mean, I mentioned James to me was the best defensive player in the draft. Most disagree with me and say Chubb, and I'm not knocking Chubb. He's really, really good, and you put him opposite Miller, and reports have been really strong about about Chubb, so that's, you know, in their favor for sure. I mean, they're going to rush the passer well in AFC West typical fashion of yet another great edge player in this division. Um, I'd mentioned the, the schedule's interesting, that two of their, you know, if you just look at the teams they play for the 16 weeks, Two of their most difficult games are the Rams and the Steelers. And both those games are in Denver. And as much as any team in the league, and maybe more so, I think playing Denver is difficult because of the altitude. Yes, they're great fans. Yes, they're loud. But that's not unique in the NFL. That altitude is difficult to play in. I absolutely believe that. And much like I talk about with playing in Miami or Tampa early in the season, I think it's hard in week one, week two, to play at Denver even more so than in the snow because most of these guys don't play 60-minute games in the preseason. They're not in, quote, football shape. And then you got to go to a place where there's just flat-out less oxygen. I mean, there is less oxygen in the air. You don't get as much oxygen in your body every time you inhale in Denver as opposed to lesser elevations. And those first two games of the year, week one and week two, are both home games for Denver, Seattle and Oakland. So those two guys are going to come in there early in the season. I think that's a big advantage for Denver. So those four home games are pretty nice shape. You know, I, I do believe in, in fatigue, and especially early in the season. So I'm not super confident, but I am going to take the over with Denver. Um, schedule's not great, but it's not brutal, and some of those things do work in their favor. Like I said, the, um, special teams, turnovers, those things have to come back to the mean to some degree. I think it's a quality team. I don't know that I love the coaching staff. I think the jury's still out or it's not super favorable to this point, but we'll see. Defense is legit. 
There's no doubt. I just think there's a much better chance they win eight than six. But seven and nine wouldn't shock me. I don't think this is a six-win team. So to sum it up, I think Denver goes over seven. The Raiders go under eight. The Chiefs go under eight and a half. And the Chargers easily go over nine wins. So we got one more of these. Spread the word. If these are your four favorite teams, check out the, the rest of the Locked On Network. You know, Locked On Chargers, Locked On Chiefs. All those all those great teams, all those great podcasts. And drop me a line. Uh, I've gotten very good feedback on these over-under shows. Give me some more. Um, talk to you later. See you later.